Hello, and welcome to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. Uh, today, my uh, guest is uh, Chris Dennert. And I was introduced to Chris um, by a mutual acquaintance. And uh, he's been on the Office Hours uh, program that uh, Dave Melcher and I do. Um, his story is fascinating. And in the context of the soul of business and what happens when you actually latch onto something, uh, I wanted to bring uh, his story and, and what he's up to uh, to the attention of you, uh, the listener, because I think that there's some inspirational takeaways here that uh, uh, are pretty significant, pretty substantial. And just from an entrepreneurial standpoint, um, this guy's a real standout. I mean, he truly is. So Chris, I want to welcome you to the show. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're the, you founded uh, Dennert Media Group um, a number of years ago. And what I'd like to do is just start with that. And then we're going to migrate into this fascinating story that you got around you know, this current uh, offering that you're involved with. Because mm -hmm. I think the migration of that story, and, and, and as you describe it, it's kind of a unicorn that you just kind of, you know, er, everything fit into place and, uh, and all cylinders kind of fired appropriately. And you went, can't not do this. Can't right. not do this. It, what, met, it met my metrics. It met my new that, set of metrics. <laughs> so what is the Dennert Media Group, first of all? You know, why is it? And then uh, in, the, in that context, when you hear the term, the soul of business, Kind of what what does that evolve? Because I think that partly describes how your journey ended up with where you're at right now. Well, and I think the soul of the business changes, right? Um, just like us as we develop and mature and things like that. So Dinner Media, it was kind of my way of just breaking out. You know, I, I had done a number of different things. Um, I, I mo most um, notably, I was opening gyms, Gold's Gyms um, for a guy and I was a GM and and I would come up with these really cool and fun, creative ways. And he would let me do it. Like I had a lot of, of uh, um, freedom to run the club, how I saw fit. And um, anyway, I really creative marketing strategies and gamification techniques. And there was a new website that came out called Facebook. And I, I was finding a way to leverage that to sell two, three, five X what any other club around was doing. So um, it, it really kind of showcased my marketing and sales ability. And, and then Dennert Media was my way of going out and saying, you know what, I'm going to do this on my own. And he told me, the owner of the gym, he said, listen, dude, when you realize what you're capable of, you're out of here. And I mean, he knew, he saw, he saw that I was talented and, and uh, he kind of knew what that meant. You know, there was a, you know, that had a, that it was finite how, how long I was going to be there. And Dennert Media, uh, well, when I first stepped away, I went into real estate, um, always the first easiest path, but but again, I went into real estate in 2008, which was kind of a wonky time to do that. And uh, my, my business Thanks. partner, I'm, my, yeah, well, I flipped short sales. So it did really well. Okay. Uh, one of the guys that worked with me, Mike, um, and, and I, we jumped over and we did this, this, uh, this buying and flipping short sales. And they had a coaching company and all this other. But I really gravitated towards social media um, and, and the um, – buying and flipping houses on Facebook, getting customers and clients and students on Facebook and, and uh, MySpace actually at the time. And, you know, that was kind of me. Like I, I really got into my own and that was doing real world business digitally. Like how do I do the belly to belly sales? How do I do the unique selling 
um, strategies and things that the marketing that I love to do, but do it one to many. Right. And I was, I'm blessed. I came through right at the time when all that was very, very possible and very new. And Dennard Media was kind of like my way of doing it my way. And it started off as a consulting agency. And I had a, a lot of very notable people in their uh, respective niche come to me and say, hey, listen, you know how to do the social and, and the digital side way better than I do. So you do it for me. And so I was having 10, 15 clients paying me $5,000 a month to run their stuff for them. So I mean, it was, it was uh, lucrative in your 20s to, mm-hmm. to have an agency like that. And, and again, working for anybody, it's, you know, the, the, you know how it goes. I mean, there's problems, their problems. They didn't execute on something, so it's your fault. They got, they did started doing well enough that they don't need you anymore. You know, it's one of those situations. So it, it had a life cycle to that as well. And but again, it, the soul of business it kept changing for me. And it's like the, the the closer and closer I got to being my authentic self, um, the better I felt, and the better I got. Right. And and now I'll fast forward in a little bit, but that almost killed me right a couple years later literally and yeah. yeah so it was like okay i'm really get, i'm really finding my space i'm really finding my my uh my cadence i knew what i was doing i was re- really good at it and then i was like well why don't i just do this for myself so i owned all these fan pages and stuff and and i had a lot of i had a big audience six or seven million people at one point and um i was doing the print on demand uh, t-shirt world. And we did really, really well with that. And I said, well, what else? So then I got into hard goods and well, what else? And I got into this and got into that. And that being dialed in, in a space that was basically the wild west before uh-huh. any, I mean, it was, uh, social media wasn't, um, you know, uh, harnessing your reach or any of this or, or, uh, or, um, preventing your reach it was easy and I got really good at it and, and I kept taking more deals. Every deal that came to me was a yes, 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 more and more and more. And it got me so busy being so busy that um, self-care went out the window. Uh, good decision-making went out the window. Yep. Very, very poor investments, just money. I had all the money. So I'm just throwing it at anything that moved, lost it all. So again, that was, again, it's, it's a transition, right? And, and for me, um, I think, I think the soul of business for me was really kind of this, this combination of my personal self-development and my professional self-development coming to a head and really like fork in the road. It's not like this or this, it was left or right, you know, yeah. and, and right was not an either or, or an end. Yeah. It's, it wasn't an end. It was an either or it was an either or. And, um, you know, through the, you know, and what happened again, I I mentioned I almost died. So I don't mind sharing that story. I was a new dad and I was traveling, you know, I was in Denver every other three weeks or something on a, I was working on a cannabis project. So I was out there and I was in, at a restaurant over here and we were everywhere. And I was so busy being so busy. I missed probably the first three to five months of my my daughter's early life. And that when I say missed, I mean, I work from home. So I was there a lot, but I was also gone frequently. And hindsight, that's one of the main things I would take back, right? And uh, blessed to have that opportunity again with my second daughter. And I'm not making that mistake twice. And anybody I give advice to from a parental standpoint to an entrepreneur, especially a, a successful one, that's usually where I start. And, yeah. um, 
so that that part of the soul of my business, I decided to build around the new me and and um, I, I ruptured my appendix, but instead of going to the hospital, you know, let me backtrack. I, 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 instead of going to the hospital, I went to a business meeting mm-hmm. with a ruptured appendix. And then the next night I went to the Stanley cup. And then the following day I had another meeting and then a week passed. And then I went to the hospital. And by that point I should have been gone a few days ago. And, yeah. and fortunately divine intervention, as far as I'm concerned, stepped in and, and kind of gave me a secondary shot at it. And while I was laying there, I kind of reconfigured some things and I, I thought a lot. And then the month after, which was just hell, uh, I thought a lot and it was more about identifying, uh, you know, not just who I want to be, but who I don't want to be. I think that the, you know, what you're not is equally as important as what you are. And, um, I got a lot more clear on those things and, um, I, I, I reset my metrics. Um, it wasn't how much can I make? It's how much does it cost me? That's a quote I love from a friend of mine, Jason. And, and, uh, and then the others are when I, when I'm looking at a deal, cause again, Dennard media is still very active and deals would come to me. And my, my new question was, do I like the other people? Cause before that did, that wasn't the case. I didn't like the people I was working with. So on good days, it was bearable on bad days. I was furious, right? Cause I already didn't like them. So it was, I changed those things. Do I like the other person? Can I have fun? Can I leverage my network to instantly benefit this deal? Is it experiential, right? Does it, yeah. is it when I scale, does my time scale with it? Right. These are the things that I looked at. And I mean, five, six, seven down the line was money because what I realized is when you chase money, you get busy. When you chase like your purpose, you money's a side effect. Right. And to realize this in your mid 30s, I think I got really lucky and nearly dying. It's the best damn thing that's ever happened to me, honestly. Chris. Yeah, I you know, folks, if, if, in, in your listening to this, I want you to go back and re-listen to this little you know segment uh, that Chris just outlined. What 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 you're talking about, Chris? I mean, and I love that you landed on this. You know, like you said, at the, at the age that you are right now, mid thirties. Um, this is something that I've yeah, you know, I, I coach executives all over the world, and you know, question I'll sometimes lead with is: Is your wallet fuller than your life? And uh, yeah, getting money's easy. Yeah, getting money. Yeah, and what I heard you talk about it in terms of you know, your, your way of identifying solo business. Yeah, you mentioned the word authenticity. You also, you know, you started off talking about yeah this this whole sales process, belly to belly, which is an it's an interactive, it's an experiential, it's a touch, yeah, high touch. Um, what are you connecting to? And that's a key question. What are you connecting to? And that migration, that journey that you just described was an exploration of connection. Yeah, I'm not connecting to money. Money, I mean, that, that, that's, that's just an intangible. But what am I really connecting to that's meaningful to me? My daughter's you know, <laughs> early life. I'm not connecting to that. I mean, all of these things, and all of this translates into, and, then, and I'm just kind of summarizing this for the listening audience, but it, 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 it translates into our soul. You know, what, what, what are we... You know, you know, you use the word here. Uh, what's it going to cost me? I've got a finite resource. Every one of us does, and that's time. Fine. I don't. I don't get to go to the bank to get more time. I don't. And um, 
I mean, I'm either spending it or I'm investing it. And that spending is what's it costing me? The investing is what's the, you know, what's coming back to me. Mm-hmm. And that discovery, I love how you've described that journey and, and actually how you've landed into that spot. Um, the ability to say no. Uh, I cannot tell you I'm in my own journey here. I mean, you know, Steve Jobs talks about this. That's actually more important than saying yes to every opportunity. Oh my God. Yeah. Your no's are so much more important than your yeses. Absolutely. The quality of my yes is predicated on my ability and my willingness to say no. I say this over and over again, Mm -hmm. the quality of the yes. And the quality here has to do with not only my commitment to what I'm doing, but also how much energy and everything else that I can bring to it. The qualitative piece of that. And that kind of moves us to where we're at right now. Yeah, yeah. in this journey, you had something come across the transom that I think is, is uh, very worth paying some attention to. And we're gonna take a real quick break right now. And when we come back, I wanna talk about this because it's really unique. And you've taken something that you know, came to you as an idea, just a shard of an idea, and you have just exploded it. And I think the way that you've gone about doing that is just fascinating from an entrepreneurial perspective, but also it ties back into, you know, difference making an impact. So and we'll take a real quick. Nose. And it came from the nose. The nose leading up to that allowed me the time to say yes to it. And now it's worth tens of millions. Yeah. So we're going to explore that here. And I'm just going to pique your interest as a listener. What in the hell are they talking about? It's well, worth listening to. It's worth going to be listening to. So we'll be right back after this short break. I want to thank you for listening. Um, I want to also invite you right now to go to blainebartlett.com. And on that site, which is my personal website, you'll see uh, services up on the top menu. I'd like you to click on Leadership Mastermind. Now, why I want you to do that is we have uh, structured a mastermind program that is very unusual and it is very powerful. And by going onto that site and clicking that link, you'll be taken to a landing page that is an invitation to join this mastermind. It's a 52-week long exploration of what it takes to be a highly effective leader in today's fast-changing environment. You won't regret it. And if you've been liking what you've been listening to on these Soul of Business podcasts, how does one become a leader that can keep connection to the soul of business? That's what we look at. That's what we're about in this mastermind program. So again, go to blainebartlett.com and click on the services link and there you'll find the link to the Leadership Mastermind program. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to this little commercial and now back to our show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. Uh, My guest today, um, Chris Dennard, um, before we took the break, we were talking about uh, saying no uh, and having that be kind of the predicate to a high quality. Yes. Um, so you had something come across, um, your line of vision, uh, not too long ago, uh, that stood out. And because you weren't so consumed with all kinds of other peripheral things, you were able to pay some attention to it. Why don't you talk a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, because this is a really novel product and, 
it's got some very interesting cachet to it that I think both from the product side, but also just from the, the, uh, the ability that entrepreneurs have to develop something when they really can get you know, connected to it in the way that you've gotten connected to this. Right. So I'll right. just kind of open the door here and let you run with it. Well, I, I'm going to back it up just a touch and only because like I alluded to the nose going up to that are what allowed it to develop. And I think that's important um, for people to be patient. I don't think patience is something that is common, especially in a world that's so fast paced. Right. Um, when I got, when I was laying in the hospital bed, when I'm like praying, get me out of here, I promise I'm going to change. Uh, and, and part of that was put somebody in my path that is, that needs me. Right. Because dinner media always has been and still to this day, I do consulting to help people do what they're doing better than they're doing it, period. Mm -hmm. And I, because I have the network, the know how and the background and the marketing and strategy, you know, strategic ability to help companies do what they're doing better than they're doing it. And I was like, give me one that's that that's me, you know, and I was at a mastermind. I was at the board of advisors. And um, again, I was I was back to bare bones. I only had a couple little gigs going on and we took a break. I was speaking after the break and I went out to the bar, sat down, you know, masterminds, you, you hang out and you do your thing. And I was out there having a beer with a buddy and my phone rang and it's this guy named Randall. And he said, Hey man, I got this idea. I found your information online. I wanted to pick your brain and I'm just, just fresh out of don't freaking blow your time. And I'm like, bro, brain's not for picking, but I'm, I'm in St. Pete. Maybe we can connect next week. He's like, dude, I'm driving through St. Pete right now. And I told him the hotel I was at and he said, I'm five minutes away. I said, well, okay. You know, that's just too ironic. So stop by, bring me one of your crazy ideas. Matter of fact, oh, I had it. Where is it? Here it is right here. If this is video. So this exact mug right here, uh -huh. right? He brought me this and he said, uh, here's what I think. I was like, I think it's kind of weird. You're kind of cool. Uh, just, yeah, hold on just a minute. Here. Those of you that are listening to this on audio, you can find the uh, video of this on uh, my YouTube channel. So go ahead and uh, you know, grab that when you when you get a chance here. So let's yeah. just pick this back up. <laughs> so um, he brought me one of these baseball bat mugs, and uh, I thought it was a little strange. But he said, just dude, please carry it around with you for a few days. So I walked straight back into the mastermind because I was speaking next. Like it's, it's all very poetic. The way now, rolls. when you say a, a bat, a, a baseball bat mug, the listeners need a picture here. Oh, I, I'll paint it. So the top of a baseball bat cut off and hollowed out to make a 12 ounce beer mug. Um, for a baseball fan, it's, it's like catnip, right? And, and so he brought me this mug and I walked it in and I sat in front of my mastermind group and I said, guys, I just got another deal. And they're all laughing their ass off because they're like, you just talked about cutting it down. I said, yeah, this is different though. Look, take a look. What do you think? Half the room is like, I don't even know what the hell that is. And the other half's like that, that's cool. So then I carried it around for a few days and I got a lot of good feedback from it. And I was like, man, I wonder if this is the, 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 the person that was put in my path. Right. And I called him. I said, listen, you know, I'm coming out of a lot of deals right now. A uh, lot of chaos. I don't have any capital because at first he was talking about buying into the company. I was like, I don't have a lot of capital. Um, I screwed a lot of things up. I said, but I have, a, you know, uh, what is it that 
take in that movie. I have a very particular set of skills. I said, I do. And I know a lot of the right people and I know exactly what to do with this. If you want to play ball, I said, I could probably 10 X the company in six months or less from where he was at that point. Mm -hmm. And we came in, I said, but but that's a hell of a promise. Well, I'm a hell of a player. And, (laughs) and I, and I always bet on me, there was no money and there was no guarantees either direction. It's when every time I did a hundred K in sales, I earned eight points of the company until I got to my cap at 40 because we're 60, 40 partners. And uh, he, he had no, you can't lose, right? You can't lose on that deal. He was a single, single man operation. And I got six ventures under my belt. Three of them I took to seven figures, one to eight figures, right? So he's like, I, I can't lose. And we did a deal. I said, here, here's the caveat. You got to quit your job. Because if I'm going all in, I was tired of being the the most talented player on the team or the hardest worker on the team you know because that that breeds animosity yeah and he quit his job he's like listen dude i'm serious like he came up with the idea years before and had been doing just belly to belly at tailgates and stuff like that and i said okay let's go and and we teamed up in january 2017 and we cracked a million dollars our first year we hit 1.2 and that's with doing everything wrong we had one employee who did customer service so that we could focus on manufacturing growing the business um second year we doubled third year we doubled doubled again and uh it's been it's been a really wild ride i think our third year we got mlb licensing um we we were on track to hit eight or 11 million last year and we ran out of product. So we went back to the drawing board. It's like every time we, we plan to double, our plan is to two to three X every year. And we do more than that. And we sell out of all our products. So uh, this year, I think we're, we're well on track to blow past 20 million. Probably our goal, we got our eyes set on 25 million. Um, 25 selling million baseball selling, bat selling mugs. baseball bat mugs and we and we've and we've innovated right like so we had the 12 ounce mug but then we came out with a nine ounce mug to hold coffee it's really great for whiskey it's a little smaller we have uh we turned the bat handles into shot glasses uh bottle openers um we have a brand new product coming out that uh this summer that we can't talk about yet but it's gonna blow up uh just the innovation right and, and i think um i, I randall we, he wanted to go sideways quickly, but I said, listen, let's get a flagship. Let's build a brand, right? Because just as, just as, you know, the soul of business, right? We have an identity. We need to be very, very clear who we are and very clear who we aren't. It's going to determine who we do business with and who we don't. It's going to determine what kind of products we, it's going to determine our guarantees, lifetime warranty on the products forever. If it breaks, we replace it, period. Right. These are like, who are we going to be as a company? Who aren't we going to be as a company? And it's allowed. In in fact, during COVID, we leaned heavily into our tribe, our customers, our, our social media following, and they, they returned the favor. Right. And they, not only did we survive it, we 2.5 X 2020 versus 19. And that momentum, the momentum carried into 2021. We're on track to triple this year from last year. That, you know, what I love about this story, Chris, is a couple, you know, a couple of things. First of all, I mean, you started off, you know, saying, saying to Randall, you need to quit your job. Yeah, there's no equivocation. You know, you're either in or you're out. All in, baby. That's what it is. All in. So that speaks to the standards that are necessary to make things, 
you know, executable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm a fr- yeah, yeah, I've got a good friend, Bob Proctor. And um, you know, Bob you know, tells a story sometimes about a fella that uh, wanted his help on doing something. And you know, Bob's, you know, those of you that may be familiar with him, world famous. He's probably the preeminent uh, uh, teacher of the law of attraction on the planet today. He's he, in the movie, The Secret. I mean, you know, and Bob's a really, really good friend. Um, but he stopped by this guy's office, you know, you know, on his way out of town. And the guy's office was a mess. And Bob looked at it around and says, yeah, I'm not going to work with you until you clean this up. I'm going to be gone for three days. I'll stop back by. This, this place needs to be spotless. And the guy looked at him and said, what are you talking about? He said, yeah, that's just, you know, that, that's, that's non-negotiable. The, the environment, environment makes a difference. So he came back by and, uh, you know, the guy had cleaned up the shop and it, it was a manufacturing facility. And, the, you, know, this, you know, he had, it was spotless. It was just really cool. Uh, and Bob ended up working with him and um, they did some very good stuff together. But the point being here, there were standards. There were things that you know, need to be in place. The cluttered mind doesn't do things well. An undecided mind doesn't do things well. And so what I'm hearing you say is you got very, and this is back to the power of no, you got very, very precise about what your focus is. Who are we? Who are we not? Yeah. Well, the mission, the mission of the company, yep. the, the, uh, the standards, like we let people go because they didn't meet personal and um, uh, relationship standards with their coworkers. It's what it is, yeah. right? We're, we're building a tribe. We have, we just did a, we took our, we take our people to a baseball game at spring training. We take our warehouse guys. We have a huge 40 person tailgate coming up in Tampa this week. Um, I'm, I'm coordinating an, a hatchet throwing event for everybody. You know, <laughs> what, we are a group of people because let me tell you, just like I said, j- just all the way from the top, right? We, we are a reflection throughout our entire company. And when, when shit hits the fan, I'm in there two days before Christmas and I got two little kids yep. in boxes, helping, driving stuff where it needs to go, box trucks, whatever it comes down to, like it's no excuses. And when, when we do that and show that, it, everybody else in the organization just realizes that it's a team. It's a big team. So the team building is some of the stuff that we focus on. And, and again, that's who we are and who we're not is condescending. We're not uh, conniving. We don't deal with any of that stuff. So when it happens, we cut it out and we cut it out quick. And we've had to make a couple of examples in that regard. And again, like, hey, man, that's who we aren't that. And and even more so with our with our cheers to charity initiative, because um, we I do a lot to of talk about that, too. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah. The, the social philanthropy piece, the social yeah. responsibility piece that uh, you're well, working it fits with. into who we are, who we are as yeah. a company. Um, it, it's, you know, dugout mugs. Our mission is to celebrate and serve the heroes of the baseball community by creating unique, fun gifts that bring them closer to the game that they love. Like that's what we do. Like we don't sell mugs, we sell memories, right? Yeah. We, we, we create emotion within our people. And that's why we're successful. That's why we see a 16% return customer rate monthly. That, and, and then in line with that, again, it, it's a decision-making, right? Like if we're very clear and focused on who we are and more importantly, who we're not, every decision gets better. We have, trust me, when you have a big bankroll to spend on marketing, everybody comes out of the woodworks. Oh, yeah. Well, we can we can shave 80% of them because they're not even in line. They're not even in line with what we do. 
So it's, it's been really helpful because it's allowed us to stay clutter-free and really, really streamlined. And, you know, that's the quickest way to get to the end, end goal, right, is to straight yeah. line. Straight line. Get the extraneous out of the way. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, yeah, I mean, I hope you picked this up if you were listening. Yeah, we don't sell mugs. We sell memories. Um, that, there's an emotional connection. And you know, all an organization is, as far as I've ever been able to tell, is a collection of individuals that are in relationship. That's mm -hmm. all an organization is. And I've got a relationship with my customers as well as my employees, as well as with my product and what we're doing. And the product in this case, my relationship isn't with the mug, it's with the memories that the mug creates. And that distinction, that's a contextual uh, distinction that I, I think speaks to the soul of the business. Mm -hmm. yeah. What is it that we're really it's about? Connection. It's connection. People want to know, yeah. like uh, people want to know that they that people do business with those they know, love and trust period. Right. Period. There's, been, there's been times where USPS dropped the ball. My partner jumped in a car, drove to another city with a box full of mugs for somebody's wedding. Cause they wouldn't have been there on time. They want to know that they're working with people that they know, like, and trust. They have a good experience with. Um, we make mistakes just like anybody else. I mean, we're doing thousands of these things a week. Mistakes happen, but we yeah. fix it fast and we go over the top with it, right? They know that we're focused on customer experience, right? Because you're building that relationship, right? Mm -hmm. um, especially in a world with COVID and everything else going on right now, everybody's detached, they're, they're um, disconnected, they're, they, you know, they, they don't have, we need community, Right. That's why yeah. these lockdowns and things are so brutal because people need to be connected, but they're forced to stay apart. Um, and that's a whole nother discussion. But yeah. I, th I think we uh, we we were able to do that it, even when even when COVID hit. The first thing I did is I reached out to Mariana Rivera, Pudge Rodriguez, David Mickey Evans, who wrote directed Sandlot. Yep. Uh, uh, Jesse Cole, Savannah Bananas, amazing guy. If you guys don't know the Savannah, uh, Savannah Bananas, um, Ozzy Smith. Just the, the list goes on. And we did, Pete Rose, we did live events with these guys where they're talking baseball, answering questions. We're giving away autographed stuff. Um, it, it just created such a connection because we knew, because we know our customer, right? We know what they need. We knew where they were at that time, like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So it's like, how do we fill that gap, right? How do we give them an out. They're, they're stuck at home with kids screaming because kids can't go to school. So yes. again, you get the idea. It's like, it really is a relationship. We had the ability to bring them something they couldn't have otherwise. It was all free. We gave away autograph stuff every day for a month, you know, just because yep. people needed that, you yeah. know? How do I feel about myself when I'm in the presence of your product or service? That's a key question that if you can answer that and you get it, you know, you get that dialed, and that becomes the focus. Make sure the customer experiences that you've got. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a function of the soul of the business. Um, Maya Angelou hit it on, you know, they don't remember what you said or did, how you made you feel, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and speaking of that, you know, another question I'll ask my guests, and this is kind of the one that we'll end, uh, end off with here. Yeah. How, how are you leaving it, whatever it means to you? How are you leaving it better than when you found it? It's a different answer now than it was. Um, if you, and, and, if, and in all fairness, it might be a different answer six, seven, eight years from now. Right. Cause yeah. again, I think we're always, when you're not moving, you're dying, you know, we're not stagnant. We learn, we, we grow, we transcend yeah. into new things. Um, but I think one of the biggest for me is at, at one point it's, 
who was it with Russ? Russ Whitney. I worked with Russ for a minute on something, and uh, he's a wild guy. But he had a he had a book, and it talked about going from the warrior to the statesman, and and the warrior in me, which he's still in there, by the way, he's a grinder, but he was really interested in leaving a legacy, right? Everybody needs to remember me. And now with my, with my perspective changed for the better, in my opinion, uh, it's about leaving a legacy to those that matter, right? Which is a tremendously smaller group of people. Uh, so for me, leaving it better, I think it's um, twofold. Personally, I do a lot for those close to me. Um, I want to help them. I want them to remember me being there, being fun, being, you know, present. Um, so that's going to leave. And again, the, the, the ripples of my involvement in those who are close to me because they trust, know they know, love and trust me and have seen what I'm capable of. I think that will pay dividends. And then from the consulting side of things, which, you know, if we do exit dugout, which is a possibility, um, there's a couple things that I want to do. And one of them is to continue to consult startups, startups, and maybe, maybe not startups and bootstraps because then they got the financial and it's kind of a mess, but that first step, that first step up from there. So for me, I believe, and I wrote it and I don't, I don't have a paper. Uh, it's on my desk. I'm actually reorganizing some things, but it was, it doesn't matter how fast or far you fall. If you've helped enough people, you'll be okay. Right. And, and I think that's a big part of it. I, I really enjoy helping people do what they're doing better than they're doing it for multiple reasons. One, because it's going to, it's going to impact their children. It's going to impact their friends and their family. It's going to potentially help them avoid depression down the road. It's going to allow them to be financially uh, free to a point where they can then help others, whether it's philanthropy or just whatever that is, whatever that looks like for them. I believe that if you help enough people, and there's plenty, there's plenty of people that even come through dugout mugs that when they're here, they work side by side with me. I help change their perspective on business. And then they go on and do their own things. Like, I'm not mad about that. Right. If I can look back and I've helped a thousand people, what is the what is the ripple effect of that look like? And we're in a world and I will say that we're in a world that is negatively impacted by the media on a daily basis, regardless of which side you're on. So I think the more warriors that are in the middle of this help really helping people, that's important. And that's where I'm at. And, and, you know, and that's how I'm going to leave this place better. I'm not going to I'm going to stand right up and slap the BS in the face and help people really i'm not going to hand them a check i'm not going to give them a fish because that creates entitlement i'm going to teach them how to fish and then i'm going to teach them how to hire 10 more people to fish for them and then they can go on go ahead in the hammock right <laughs> That's my style. where can people find out about uh, what uh, what you're up to yeah either the the media group but more probably uh they got mugs What's yeah so, so dinner media I, it's not a big front i don't really do much with that it's if, if you need if you think you need me, you can find me. Uh, LinkedIn's probably the best place to do that. I was blessed to get off of Facebook four or five years ago. Um, amazing how much time you have when that happens. I encourage anybody to watch The Social Dilemma, too, if you haven't seen that on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Um, I mean, I, I had already, you know, banished some of this stuff, but the day of, I made more changes that have been even more impactful for me. So the, the further people get away from social media, but I am on LinkedIn. Um, I do quite a bit there. I have a, an Instagram, but it's private. And then dugout mugs. I mean, 
we're as public as you can possibly be. You know, you can find us at dugoutmugs.com, any of the social media channels, you should be able to dig us up. Um, and, and, and one of the things I'm really proud of with dugout is that we celebrate our people internally. So when it's the about us page, it's not, you know, uh, button up shirts and, and, and uniforms. We have guys on there riding their Harley with their beard all the way down. A uh, yeah. guy that's into anime built out all his armor with a snake around his neck. Um, that, that's who we are. Yeah. Randall, our partner on the beach, his happy place. You know, we celebrate exactly who we are because we encourage other people to do the same thing. So uh, if you do make it to our site, check out our team. We've got a pretty, uh, pretty cool group of folks in there. Love it. My guest today, Chris Dennert, Dugout Mugs. Folks, Bono, thank you for listening. This is Blaine Bartlett. Uh, you can find out more about what I'm up to at blainebartlett.com. And always uh, feel free to uh, check this uh, out, not only on the regular podcast channels, those of you that are listening, uh, recommend it, uh, but also uh, jump on the uh, YouTube channel where this is uh, the video of this is hosted. And Chris, again, thank you so much. I love this conversation. I love what you're up to. You are, I mean, true. Uh, Mensch. I mean, yeah, yeah, my friend, yeah, David Melcher would call you a mensch. And I, I would yeah, actually yeah, concur with that. Authenticity. I love your spirit, your energy, and what you're up to with dugout mugs. I appreciate it. You Thank bet. you. Take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.